what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. And my friend, there is a great deception going on in our country today. A lot of deception going on in our country today. And I, I could spend two or three hours on this this morning. I'm very short on time, but I want, I want to touch on some of the big ones going on right now. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. And how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5, picking it up in verse 6. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. I want to back up to verse 8 because it is there for which I wish to take my subject this morning. Walking as children of light. For the past several weeks we've been coming to you from the gospel according to St. Luke chapter 11. Jesus in that particular passage gave a physical illustration that conveys a spiritual truth. And in this passage of Scripture, Jesus said, Luke 11, verse 33, No man, when he hath lighted a candle, putteth it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they which come in may see the light. I checked the population meter this week, and the world population now, in the month of July 2020, has reached 7.8 billion people. 2.3 billion claim some form of Christianity. And that leaves over 5 billion people out there that are not saved. They do not know God. They're walking around in spiritual darkness. Jesus said, speaking to the disciples, and not only just them, but to you and I today, He said, you are the light of the world. 
If there was ever a time for your little light to shine, it is in this day and age of which we live today. The light of the gospel is the only thing that will penetrate the darkness of the human soul. Jesus said you got to light a candle. If you're going to have light, you got to have fire. Or in our day and age, you got to have power to flip on a switch so that you can have some light. You got to have some power and you got to have some fire. In all of that, the church needs to get on fire for God with the cross of Christ as its foundation. We get all excited today about different things. We might get excited about building a new building. We might get excited about a new renovation program. We might get excited about buying a bus. Or There's a lot of things that the church can get excited about. But if the church ain't excited about what Jesus Christ did for us at Calvary, my friend, let me submit to you today, we are excited about a strange fire. So the church has to be on fire for God, and that fire has to have its foundation in the cross of Christ. And Jesus said, when you get on fire, when you light that candle, he said, don't put it in a secret place. Don't put it up under a bushel. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. That's what Paul said. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. And you've got to tell others about that light which is in you. Jesus said, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before the Father. So in some way, you've got to let the world out here know where you stand. He said, when, when you light that candle, put it up on a candlestick. You've got to lift it up. What are you lifting up? What is the church lifting up today? As a child of God, you need to be lifting up the Lord Jesus Christ in every situation, in every circumstance, no matter what comes down the road. We are to lift up and praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It don't matter what comes down the road. Because He's got it. He's still sitting on the throne, ladies and gentlemen. God is in control. Nothing happens in this world without it going across God's desk first. And that's comforting. And let me tell you, God's got your best interest at heart. He loves you. And if God could catch some of you, He'd bless you. He's got blessings for you. He said, put that candle up on a candlestick. And then he went to talking about, in verse 34, the light of the body being the eye. The eye has to do with your focus. He said, if your eye is single, then your whole body will be full of light. Our eyes, as a child of God, must be single focused upon one thing. And that is Jesus Christ. And as we stated Last week, you cannot separate Jesus Christ from His finished work of the cross. So your object of focus must ever be the finished work of Christ and what He did for us at Calvary. He said, if your eye is single, then your whole body will be full of light. 
when, when you view the Word of God through the lens of the cross, you will come away with a better understanding of the Word of God. When you sit down in your private time at home, or whether you be in church, whenever you read God's Word, in some way, everything in this book, from Genesis to Revelation, strains toward the finished work of Christ and your salvation in that. Everything. And when you look for that in the Scriptures, like I said, you'll come away with a greater illumination. But Jesus said an evil eye. He talked about an evil eye producing within the individual darkness. An evil eye is an eye that is not single focused on the cross. It is an eye that perhaps says that what Jesus did at Calvary, well, that's good. I'm glad you believe that. But you've also got to believe this over here. And that's where you go wrong. Paul dealt with that issue in the church of Galatia. He said in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 4, Christ is become of no effect unto you, whosoever you are justified by the law. You are fallen from grace. We had a bunch of false teachers that come into the church at Galatia, and they were saying, well, it's good that you believe that Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. It's good that you believe that Jesus lived a perfect life. It's good that you believe that Jesus died on the cross. It's good that you believe that he was raised from the dead. But you've got to keep these Sabbath days. And you've got to bring your sacrifices. And you've got to keep feast days. And the little boy babies have got to be circumcised. And the list went on and on. And Paul said, if you do these other things to try to earn your salvation, he said, Christ has become of no effect unto you. You have fallen from grace. How many in the church today, how many churches today, they're not preaching the cross. They might be, but they're looking at this over here. They're directing the people to this over here. And it don't matter what this over here may be. The Catholic church is the worst today. Somebody might come in and get saved, but then they point you to Mary and pray in the dead saints and all of these other 101 different false doctrines in the church. And it ain't just the Catholic church. It can be found in the Baptist church, the Pentecostal church, all across the Christian realm today. It's an eye that is not single focused upon Christ because they don't believe that what Jesus did at Calvary was enough. But oh, let me tell you something today. What Jesus did at Calvary is enough and I'm an example of it. I know what the cross of Christ will do. It opens up the door for the Holy Spirit to come within your heart and life. He can change you. He can change your situation. There is not a problem there's not a bad habit. There's not a bondage under the sound of my voice today that Jesus Christ cannot break, and He's already done it at Calvary. At Calvary. There's power in the blood of Jesus. There's power there. Glory to God. Luke 11, verse 35, Jesus said, Take heed that the light which is in you be not darkness. This speaks of deception, which is Satan's greatest weapon. He cannot undo what Jesus did at the cross. It is a finished work. But if he can deceive people into believing that that was not enough, and you've got to do this over here, 
or do that over there. You see, Paul warned us about Satan. He said, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. he said, Marvel not, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Deception. Jesus and the disciples, they were walking around the temple. And the disciples were showing Jesus, the buildings of the temple and so forth, and Jesus said to them, not one stone would be left upon another. And he went to the Mount of Olives and sat down, and the disciples went unto him and said, Lord, tell us, when shall these things be? What will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age, the end of the world? And Jesus said, take heed that no man deceive you. Take heed that no man deceive you. He said, many will come in my name and deceive many. What did he mean by all of that? First of all, he's telling us that as the time of Jesus coming, as, as the time of the Lord, the day of the Lord draws near at hand, deception is going to become more and more increased. Second Timothy 3 and verse 13, the Bible tells us that evil men will wax more and more in the last days, deceiving and being deceived. And my friend, there is a great deception going on in our country today. A lot of deception going on in our country today. And I, I could spend two or three hours on this this morning. I'm very short on time, but I want, I want to touch on some of the big ones going on right now. Right now in this country, we have a very contagious virus, the coronavirus. And people have died. The great deception in that is we're not being told the right numbers. The numbers do not add up. And the way they're calculating things is not right. You hear one source tell you this, you hear this source tell you that. You don't know what to believe. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You don't know what to believe. You hear this, you hear that, science says do it this way, and the doctors say no, you need to do it that way. you got a great debate now over the mask, and, and it, some say you got to wear a mask. Some people say, well, if you wear it, you, you, you're harming yourself by doing that, and, and the glove debate and all this kind of stuff. You, got, you, you hear this, you hear that, you don't know what to believe anymore. Brother James, what do you believe? I, I don't know. I'm just going to be honest with you. I think, I think you need to look at it. And determine for yourself what's best for you. And you just determine what's best for you. If you want to wear a mask, that's fine. Some people like myself, you need to wear a mask. <laughs> and it's not because of the coronavirus. <laughs> Some of you out there in the parking lot, you'll get that in a moment. <laughs> uh. We don't know what to believe, but I know who to believe. Glory to God. I said, I know who to believe, and his name is Jesus Christ. And he can heal you today if you do have that virus. Here's what I think. Now, this is my opinion of the whole coronavirus thing. 
we're hearing a lot of numbers and they're wanting to shut things down and all this kind of stuff. And they tell us we got to shut everything down to flatten the curve and we're doing it to save lives. That's what we're being told. Well, here's my problem with that. Cigarettes has been killing people for years, causing cancer. And the government ain't completely shut that down yet. More people get killed on the highway by drinking alcohol. I don't see them closing down the ABC stores and taking alcohol off the shelves. Now, I don't, I don't think it's got anything to do with saving lives. I, I, my personal opinion is it's got a lot to do with an election that's coming up. Well, you say, well, how in the world has the virus got anything to do with the election, Brother James? There are people in this country that want to drag this thing out and make it more than what it is to scare people into not going to the polls and vote. They want you to send in a mail-in ballot, and if they couldn't keep up with 37,000 emails and they got deleted, what do you think is going to happen to mail-in ballots? Go ahead, brother. Blow that horn all you want. You too. Amen. Glory to God. That's right. There's something else going on with this coronavirus today. I've already spent too much time on this subject, but I got, I got to deal with it. They want to drag this thing on out a little more. Again, this is my opinion. They want to drag this thing on out a little bit more because they want another stimulus. And everybody's like, ooh, another stimulus. Oh, I love, it. I love that 1500 whatever it was. How much? 1200 per person. And everybody's all excited. Going to get that stimulus check. A lot of that money ain't going to go to you. It's going to go to a bunch of foolishness. Like global warming and climate change, which is another great deception that's going on in our country today. It is not going to go to those that really need it, like small businesses and those that are on the front lines of fighting the virus. It's going to go to such foolishness as that, climate change. If there is any climate change, it's God the one that's doing the climate change and not man. God is in control of the weather. And the Bible plainly tells us that in the last days there's going to be Changes in the weather and so forth. You can read it in the book of Revelation. Hailstones will come out of the sky weighing anywhere from 150 to 200 pounds. Can you imagine the damage that that will do to your car? Take that to the man and let him try to get that den out of it. That's a, that's a car crusher right there. Climate change. Another great deception in our country today is this. We have those in this country that want to use racism to divide the people in this country. What happened to Mr. George Floyd should have never happened. And yes, there should have been peaceful protesting over that situation. But ladies and gentlemen, it has been hijacked by communist organizations 
that want to defund the police department, which is a part of the communist agenda. They want a national, military-type police force in this country. That's what they want. Now, Black Lives Matter, that statement is a beautiful statement. But I want to I wanna add a little something to that, and I want to preface it by this. Jesus died on Calvary for all lives. He died for all mankind. Not just one particular group of people. So black lives matter to God. White lives matter to God. Hispanic lives matter to God. All lives matter to God. And we got people that are joining in with this organization because the title leads you in this direction over here. But when you begin to do a little study and you do a little research, come to find out that the three women that started this organization have publicly stated that they are trained Marxists. And they want to overthrow the government of the United States. And you say, well, Brother James, I ain't seen that on the news. And no, you ain't going to see it on the news. Because that stupid box that you spend most of your time looking at is the greatest source of deception that is in this country today. The news media. And Paul said, good grace and mercy, I didn't run out of time. Paul said, Ephesians 5, verse 6, Let no man deceive you with vain words. A lot of what you see coming out of the news networks today is vain words. Well, Brother James, how can you say that? Anybody... And I don't care what title they go under. They may be standing behind a pulpit in a church somewhere today. They might be up there on CNN. Makes no difference who it is. If they are trying to coerce you and get you to side up with a group or an organization or they're trying to get you to vote for something that goes against the Word of God, you are listening to vain words, you're listening to evil men, wickedness, ungodliness, and upon such cometh the judgment of God, the wrath of God. And Paul said... Be ye not therefore partakers with them... In other words, you need to cut that junk off and stop looking at it and stop listening to it. He said in verse 11, Ephesians 5, Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Reprove them. I want, I want to change up a little bit because I've been dealing a lot with the world deception out here. Let, let me deal with deception in the church now. There's no reproof 
and there's no correction in the church today. Because if you correct somebody, if, if, if you give a message that reproves them, then they'll get offended and walk out of the church. And we don't want people to leave the church. We want people to come into the church. So you avoid such issues as what I have briefly mentioned here today. If the preacher that you're listening to does not address sin and lift up the cross of Christ as the answer to the sin problem, you are listening to vain words. And you are to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Some of you need to get out of that mausoleum of a church that you're in and get in a church where the gospel of Jesus Christ is being preached and taught and get on your face before God and mean business with God and let the Holy Ghost move within your heart and life so that you'll be the child of light that God wants you to be. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I have just flat run out of time for today. I've got a whole lot more here I want to say. Y'all come on back next week and I'll finish it out. Do y'all still love me? Okay. All right. Thank you for that. I appreciate that so much. program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And now we're having worship service inside the church every Sunday morning at 930. As well, we're also having Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are being broadcast to the parking lot for those who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.